0: For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple
1: Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So, let's get started. Vaccinations in children continue to decrease. There has been a decline in childhood vaccinations across the U.S. for the second year in a row, leaving hundreds of thousands of children vulnerable to diseases that could have been prevented. Gosh, that makes me sad. Ugh. 95% of kindergartners were fully vaccinated in the fall of
0: 2019 before the pandemic, but this number has been dropping. During the COVID pandemic, missed doctor's appointments certainly contributed to missed routine shots. There has been a growing problem of vaccine misinformation stoking fears. In addition to misinformation about COVID vaccines, doctors are trying to determine how much misinformation has spread to other childhood vaccines as well. Measles, mumps, and rubella vaccination rates included in the MMR vaccine fell, contributing to the decline in coverage. Nearly a quarter million additional kindergartners were left defenseless against the most contagious virus in the world due to this drop.
1: The coverage of measles, mumps, and rubella vaccinations for kindergartners is the lowest in over a decade. In Ohio, a measles outbreak that started in November is still spreading almost entirely among young children who have not been vaccinated. There have been 85 cases reported as of January, 2023. My goodness. And at least 34 children were hospitalized.
0: We may see more. (laughs) We may, no. We will likely, Mm -hmm. we will Mm -hmm. see more widespread outbreaks if immunization rates continue to drop. People could become seriously ill and suffer lasting consequences or even die from diseases that were virtually eliminated in the U.S.
1: Doctors urge that improving vaccination rates for vaccine-preventable childhood diseases should be a national priority. Yes.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, that'll never be the case. I mean, we're dealing with a government that promotes uh, gun gun usage. And just this morning, I heard that the, they're trying to pass a bill um, that will make the AR-15 the national gun of America or the national rifle of America. Like, yeah, that's a thing. So uh, we live, unfortunately, in a country that does not promote and value life. Unfortunately, we live in a country that uh, overworks its workers, prioritizes profits, and really, quite frankly, does not care if we live or die. How are we supposed to deal with that? You know, like, I, I, um, just knowing that. (laughs) We have election deniers in Congress and vaccine science deniers in Congress. We really think that, uh, that we are going to see vaccine-preventable childhood diseases becoming a national priority. I mean, they, you know, our our lawmakers say that they're pro life, but I've never really seen. I mean, if we make the AR fifteen the national rifle of of the U.S., we're just we are just living in two different worlds, really. Quite frankly,
1: seriously. So, at the end of the day, because when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, so what is little me supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to combat this insane world that we're living in right now? All I can say is. It is up to us individually to do what we need to do to protect ourselves and our children and to our best ability. So 100%. 100%. you know, so these 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 people, these these children that are unprotected, if every parent would just do it, like do what you need to do to take care of your children, we could bring this down. Like who cares about the national priority because apparently no one else does but you individually. You care about yourself and your children, and and that's all we can do. That's all we can uh, hope for at, the, at this time in this world that we live in.
0: That's it. 100%. And also recognize it's your voice, Hope, that are being broadcast to over 80,000 people. right yeah. That message is being broadcast to a lot of people across the country. So um, yes. I think the words that you say are incredibly important. Thanks.
1: Inflated insulin prices are finally being called out and states are suing. California has become the largest state to sue the major manufacturers of insulin. In an ongoing effort to bring down the cost of the necessary medication, California hopes to create policy that will effectively bring down the cost of the drug.
0: Discovered in the early 1920s, insulin proved to be a life-saving medication for people suffering from diabetes. The methods of synthesizing insulin were discovered by John McLaid, Charles Best, and James Collip, who were awarded patents for the discovery. All three of the men sold their patents to the University of Toronto for $1 each in the hopes of providing easy access to those who needed it. Now those, my friends, were true mm-hmm. clinicians, physicians, or scientists who just did not want to make any money for what they did. Like, That is the ultimate in selfless and providing selfless care for individuals, especially those that are suffering.
1: In practice, insulin became another victim of the healthcare system in the U.S., with the main manufacturer and pharmacy benefit managers giving no clear information on the actual cost of the drug. By keeping the true cost of the drug opaque, these manufacturers and pharmacy benefit managers have increased the price of insulin to a price many people cannot afford.
0: The market for insulin is controlled by a few companies, Eli Lilly, Nova Nordisk, and Santa Foy manufacture about 90% of the global supply of insulin. CVS Health, Express Scripts, and OptumRx manage about 80% of the sales in the U.S. These companies are responsible for nearly all the production and distribution of insulin and are therefore in almost complete control of the price that customers pay.
1: A study performed by GoodRx found that the average insulin retail price rose between 2014 and 2019. Further data shows that the average list price for a vial of insulin in the U.S. is about $200.
0: Wow. Prices were even higher for pre-filled injectable pens. Although pharmacy benefit manufacturers claim that they exist to reduce costs for customers, many of these lawsuits are targeting them. It is unclear at this point who's to blame for the rising costs of life-saving drugs, but this lawsuit will hopefully pull back the curtain on us prescription drug market and how it's choosing profit over patient health. Well, this is a theme we talk about here on COVID on noise Mm -hmm. filter all the time. Um, and again, you know, what do we, we just, we live in a society that, that puts profits over people and, Mm -hmm. um, It's hard for us as individuals to see that, to say that, and to acknowledge it. But that's just really the truth. I Mm -hmm. I, it's just hard to really comment more on the story. We've talked about so many different examples of this. Um, Here, they sold it for a dollar each, and they ended up, you know, had they held on to it and managed Mm -hmm. it themselves they would have been better off but they of course thought that they were doing what they were doing and this is just the effects of late um of uh, late stage capitalism and that's all there is to it thanks for listening to noise filter your public health podcast be sure to subscribe to the noise filter podcast follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show you can find me, Hope Pickerson, at HopePickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. that's D-R-D-E-R-Y.
1: To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media,
0: go to NoiseForTheShow.com.